we don't find the Doctor Who podcast before it germinates, it will be the end of everything. Everything, you understand? Even your pension. From the south bank of the Thames, outside of the British Film Institute, Ian and I have just seen, was it Fraggles? Horror of Fang Rock, that with no it. the. No the. important not to put the the in. <laughs> yeah, we've just watched uh, four episodes, Horror of Fang Rock, uh, as a celebratory event, really, to launch the Blu-ray release of um, season 15. Um, Ian, did you enjoy it? When was the last time you saw it? All of that stuff. I haven't seen Horror of Fang Rock for quite a few years. It is it's a story I do enjoy, but like everything, it's always great to come and see them here at the BFI. It's been a while since I last did a BFI, and they're always brilliant events. Even if it's a story you don't particularly care for, or you know have seen a lot, it's always different here amongst a load of other fans, and with Dick and Justin on stage doing their thing, and the guests, and today was no different. It was just lots and lots of fun. Hmm. I can't remember the last time I managed to get tickets for a screening event at the BFI. Um, I hadn't seen Horror of Fang Rock for a long time. I couldn't remember precisely how long it's been, but it was long enough for me not to know what was coming next. So it wasn't quite like watching brand new Doctor Who, despite the fact this version had special effects and 5.1 soundtrack. Uh, it was it was an experience, I, I would agree. Um, I started remembering what I thought about it partway through episode one and that was really to remember there wasn't very much variety uh, in, in this story. Apparently it's based on an Agatha Christie story, some kind of whodunit and I can get that but the first three episodes for me were very samey, felt quite drawn out and I was a bit disappointed and I know you think I'm a heretic in terms of my taste in in any case but uh, you you enjoy the story as well as yes. just the event i i don't quite see the agatha christie side because the who done it is well the rootin done it and you know it's pretty obvious the rootin done it but no I, I for me this is the quintessential you know tom baker era gothic victoriana horror story uh i mean that, that whole era is infused with that but this one i think really distills it down into this sort of claustrophobic story uh with the fog and everything else that's going on i think the atmosphere is fantastic uh i love that everyone gets slaughtered in it um and this new version i actually it, it really did the line between they've obviously updated the graphics but I actually found myself thinking, I must go back and see the original because I don't remember the. I actually don't remember the special effects being as bad as apparently they were. But the the way they've updated them is it just takes away any distraction factor without becoming. And then there's a couple of spots with Reuben coming and going with being a root. And yes, you can see that's obviously modern CGI. But for the most part, actually, they they, they blended in pretty well mm. and just enhanced the story rather than becoming a distraction. No, I agree with you entirely. I think it's quite subtle this mm. time the way that they've done it. It's not immediately obvious, mm. and there are times when I was thinking. Is that an original scene or is that a remastered scene? Like the boat, for example, crashing on the rocks. Yes. Uh, I, I didn't know that that was, had been redone until they mentioned it in the um, interviews afterwards. Mm. Uh, but yeah, on the whole, um, I, I think the whole story is, is still a very 
authentic Doctor Who experience. Yes. You know, it's uh, it, like you say, the atmosphere is very much what I remember. Um, the things that I didn't remember, perhaps, was that everybody died. And I suppose this is um, the point at which Stephen Moffat watched uh, a story and thought, do you know what, I'm going to do the precise opposite of that. It is quite horrific as well. You know, life is quite cheap in this particular story. And uh, I'm not sure whether it was the attempt to produce a claustrophobic environment that, for me, felt limiting through 21st century eyes because it was essentially one set for the entire story. I mean, occasionally they went outside onto the rocks and then they went back again. Mm-hmm. And I, but it did kind of feel a little bit, ugh, you know, I, I felt the length of this one, I must say. I just, I just enjoyed it. I enjoyed losing the stuff in the atmosphere. Uh, I think the lighthouse is a great set. I think, as you said at one point, they're running up and down vertical corridors rather than horizontal, which makes for a nice change. And I thought the sets were really well put together. Uh, little subtle things like the fact that the doors are curved to match. Yeah. That, you know, no, I know and, you know, that, that must have been quite a lot of effort for the, 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 the prop people, but it, it helps add to the authenticity of it. And the lamp room looks... In fact, the lamp room has never looked this good because one thing I do remember from watching the, uh, the sort of the old DVD copy of this was the CSO and the lamp room was quite dodgy. And they talk about it in the extras, actually, that because of all the glass the blue screen behind was getting diffused so the CSO got broken up and so the, the, there's a, a lot of dodgy effects around the actors in those scenes which here it was really clear which, mm. and again it's that effect of they've used modern technology to actually just remove a distraction so you can actually focus on what's going on and focus on the story and it, it's never looked this good um, but no I love the set in this and I, I, I love the way that it's I think it's very well realised there was, as always, uh, some interviews that interspersed the, the episodes. So we had Louise Jameson present throughout the entire screening, and that was the main interview, really, 25 minutes to half an hour at the end. Uh, but also small little interviews, shorter ones, with Frank Skinner, mm-hmm. a celebrity Doctor Who fan, really. Mm-hmm. And um, Mark Ayers, once again as well, to comment uh, on the production of the new 5.1 soundtrack. Uh, which he had very little to work from, uh, apparently. He literally had the mono track that went out uh, with the version of the story that was screened back in 77, uh, and the rest of it is brand new. So, you know, again, didn't feel out of place, didn't feel different. Uh, It was really interesting to hear uh, his journey on this particular production as well. And we had two other actors. We had John Abbott, who played Vince, uh, and we had Annette Woollett who played Adele Lesange, mm. the, the, the screaming woman who gets slapped. And yes, killed. yes, yes. Well, they, <laughs> they, they all get so killed. It didn't really help much, is it? No, no, no. But um, it was interesting just to hear their memories, really, of uh, a production that was made so many years ago, uh, particularly one that is considered by Doctor Who fans to be iconic and of a really, really high quality. Um, I will just say finally, it was it was nice in particular to hear Louise Jameson talk about Doctor Who. I've interviewed her, I think, about four times now on stage in the past, and I've not seen her for a very long time. So watching Justin interview her uh, made me think, oh, yes, I kind of miss this a little bit, <laughs> I have she's to say. Great. She, she is Isn't great, she? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and yeah she's got great recollection she, she speaks very well she speaks very warmly of the show which is really nice to see as well I know that you know, she jokes and they all do this their pension but you know she did only do this for you know a year you know nearly 50 years ago now but she's, she still has a, a, a lot to say about it and, and it's always great to watch and I, I always enjoy listening to her yeah absolutely so 
What did you think of the previews of the other material on the season 15 release? So I'm thinking about Behind the Sofa in particular, which I have become... I've grown much more fond of since it started. It's basically Doctor Who Gogglebox. Mm. I... See, I've not bought any of the Blu-ray sets, so this is my version of being a bad fan. You, you, you're a bad fan for different reasons. Um, <laughs> I, I stopped buying physical media ages. I've got all the stories on a hard drive at home uh, from the DVD copies. I've obviously got the iPlayer now. It's got everything on it. So I stopped buying physical media almost entirely. So I've, I've avoided them, but I see these trailers and I see the, the added material and I am thinking, oh, I'm, I'm missing a trick here. Mm, you are, the, the, definitely. The, the, they look yeah. really good and they look really fun. And I find myself thinking, oh, should I go out and start buying discs again? You know, I've been trying to clear my, di- my shelves of, of discs, but uh, it looks good. It does look very good. I'm very tempted. It, it really is worth it. Even if your DVD shelves are now clear, if the only thing they have on them is the Doctor Who collection Blu-rays, then one, that will look a lot better. <laughs> and secondly, it is worth it. Behind the Sofa, uh, it, I think it's been on almost every release now, where it is a various collection of random Doctor Who alumni just watching an episode of each story on the disc mm-hmm. um, and they, they literally just film them and you watch them watching TV mm-hmm. so the structure is quite weird really but at the same time it's great it is so so good just to sit there and watch it feels very relaxed uh, and it's something that I now look forward to uh, when these uh, discs are, are, are released um, but one other thing they've really emphasised or really dwelt on over the last few releases is spending some time looking at an individual who previously may not be that well known to Doctor Who fandom even if they held fairly high status jobs so Graham Williams for example mm-hmm. there is a a long documentary I don't know when I say long I know it's nearly an hour I haven't seen it uh, but they previewed that at the BFI at half past nine this morning now the BFI doesn't open at half past nine on Sunday mornings usually so Doctor Who actually you know achieving things nothing else has Uh, but there clearly is I think at the moment lots of interest in the way people went about their jobs whilst working on Doctor Who all those years ago and also an interest in their lives, not just professional, but their personal lives. They interview people. And we saw a clip of the Graham Williams documentary, and I don't know anything about Graham Williams, but it made me intrigued. I look forward to seeing this. Yes, it's called Light and Darkness, I think. And there was a couple of people, uh, obviously Justin had seen it earlier on, and he spoke very warmly and said it was a, a really amazing thing to watch. And he was actually quite moved by it. And there's a couple of other people saying the same thing. So. Yeah, from, from, the, from the little trailer we saw, it looked like it was a really in-depth and interesting look at uh, Graham Williams. So, yeah, I think that's going to be one to watch. And I'll be interested to see what other ones they've got, uh, particularly from this era, where there's you know, so many pivotal things going on in the show to see the people behind the show. A couple of other nuggets that came out uh, during the interviews. There are obviously going to be more collections, which is great, and perhaps no real surprise. However, there's always speculation about the range suddenly stopping <laughs> uh, given the current climate and um, you know how much uh, these things cost to make uh, for a relatively niche audience but we know for sure there has been um, work on a couple of other collection sets that may not include a trailer this time that's something Pete McTye Pete McTye we didn't mention Pete McTye was there uh, writer of some new Doctor Who episodes and writer of practically every trailer for the collection series he mentioned 
that they had done some because uh, they were talking about the guy who played the Gallifreyan guard in the, the trailer that Louise Jameson was in and he mentioned that that guy had auditioned for Defenders of the Earth with the Sea Devils what was that? That was a previous collection release oh. uh, for a third Doctor, and uh, it starred uh, Casey it Manning. New, it was the new Sea Devils thing that they're talking it about. It crossed my mind originally <laughs> as well. It was just the way that he phrased it, yeah. but then I realised, no, he's talking about a previous trailer uh, that he wrote right. uh, and uh, was released probably oh. last I we, I year. I thought we had a scoop there for a second, but no. No, we'd have recorded and got this out a lot quicker had that <laughs> been the case, really. So, yeah. But wonderful. And don't forget the Root and Puppet, where you got to see the Root and Puppet, which was amazing. I thought it was all CGI, but no, they actually made a puppet of it, which was then on display afterwards. So this was made by Christopher Thompson, who has been involved in various different Blu-rays and animations, I think, as well. And yes, he made a Rutan puppet uh, to replace the old balloon with bits of paper hanging from it uh, that was used in the original. And uh, yes, if you check our Facebook group out and our Twitter feed, then you will see pictures of this wonderful puppet uh, before you get a chance to watch it on the Blu-ray itself when it's released on the 15th of March. And it looked great. It did look great. I mean, I didn't remember the Rutan looking that bad, but we did then see some shots of it, and yeah, it was a bit of a cabbage. It was bad. It, it was a bit of a cabbage, right. yes. Now, think of that cabbage. Think of that balloon fighting the assembled hordes of Sontarans. It's yeah. not going to... They just pop it. Yeah, it, 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 it's not very <laughs> credible, no. But no, the, 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 the new one looks really good and, and fits in nicely. It, again, didn't jar too much with, with the original style of it. So, And they've obviously riffed off of what it was supposed to look like. So, you know, it's great. Absolutely, yeah. Anyway, another brilliant afternoon at the BFI on the South Bank. Uh, we hope we have conveyed uh, a little of what it was like to be here at the event. Uh, Ian, great to see and record with you once again. Always fun. Looking forward to doing it again in the future. Bye for now, everyone. <laughs>